everybody, this is Ise Cosette, and you are listening to Ise's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we are so glad you're here, and this week we have another special guest, Miss Ashley Amor in the house. Hey, thank you for having me. She's so cute. (laughs) So what y'all don't know, there's so many talented people in Puerto Rico. We met through the Sister Circle, Mm -hmm, and the Sister Circle is a group of wonderful black women who have just moved to the island i just want to highlight this sister because it's just like i see you and mm-hmm. i see you writing and i got interested once i started checking out your blog and how you're budgeting thank you thank you and i'm like yo she has to come out here share her story and help people continue to what That's miss budget bible <laughs> <laughs> yes yes thanks the goal so actually how do you get to puerto rico tell the people a little bit about yourself and what's going on with you so puerto rico kind of fell into my spirit i'll say i um I've always been attracted to just speaking different languages and mm-hmm. Spanish where I grew up in North Carolina, Charlotte, um, the Queen side city. of t- in Queen city, um, <laughs> the side of town I was on was predominantly African-American and Latino. And even my stepbrother's name that is Sergio. And okay. so everyone was always like, oh, is he like, it? no, I'm like, no, that's just his name. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, um, I just gravitated towards like, you know, Spanish speakers and like, oh, I always wanted to learn Spanish. So. I just stuck with Spanish in middle school, high school, decided to major, sorry, minor in it in college. It wasn't going to be a double major, but that's too many extra classes I had to take. Um, And so um, after graduation, I stayed in in Virginia. I moved to Virginia for college. Try to pursue my career in writing and just being in Virginia is the wrong place to be. It's like either you need to go somewhere like L.A., New York. Okay. Things of that nature, but that's not the lifestyle I want to live. I'm not, right. You know, it's expensive. Number one, and number two, it's like Hello. you can get wrapped up in that life. And okay. I just wanted. I, I like a laid back life. I'm an introvert. You know, things like that. So, um, I think I hit that quarter life crisis when I was 25, and I was like, I just need to step out on faith and yeah. just change. Yeah. Um, do find a change, and so um, I was just researching places to visit. Like I, I wanted to visit the Caribbean islands. I never did, and so. Um, I was just looking up different Caribbean islands, Puerto Rico. I was like, oh, Puerto Rico speaks Spanish. I can just go there and visit. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. Um, booked a trip, went for a week, fell in love. And um, I was like, I can definitely see myself moving here. Like, this is a great place for me to, I can see myself moving here. And so literally when I went back home, it was just like, I don't need this. I don't need, you know, you, you can feel trapped. And I kind of felt trapped in that whole nine to five, go to work, go home. You know, it's kind of depressing, and I, mm-hmm. um, I did struggle with anxiety, anxiety disorder, and um, depression from that. And so, I was like, it's now or never. And yeah. so, um, my lease, my lease ended. I told my family they thought I was crazy, um, but I was like, I just want to try test it out for two years, two or three years. I just go out there, you know, rent, just rent from somebody, and um, work remotely. I convinced my job at the time to work, let me work remotely because mm-hmm. it's a web design firm, um, and I did writing for the website. So um, they let me do it. And yeah, I made the move. I actually found the apartment on Craigslist. The girl was Craigslist. Re- Craigslist. Really? The girl like, was actually Craigslist. Craigslist or oh, classificado? No, it was Craigslist because I was looking wow. for the states. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but she was actually from the states. Okay. So she was Latina, you know, but she was from California, and okay. so she just put it up there on you know, looking for a roommate, mm-hmm. and we connected. And I checked that she was, she was real. We did Facetime, you know, <laughs> um, and I moved on over, and yeah, so I was here. For three months and then a hurricane happened. <laughs> that every year on my birthday, some crazy fun stuff has happened. 
um, when the first year I moved here, La Sequilla was finishing the drought, which was happening a lot of in the Ario Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, the second year was um, the Apagón, which was a blackout mm-hmm. um, of the island. It was like a three-day weekend um, blackout. The next year, Hurricane Marica, Maria. Mm-hmm. That's when you came in and you experienced it. And that was your benvenida uh-huh. because Puerto Rico is like <laughs> a really place that is beautiful but it's hard but it's a vale la pena it's worth mm-hmm. all of the struggle because we become who we're supposed to be mm-hmm. I agree. and i feel like as a person who lives by faith you know what i'm saying when you are at home you go to your same church you have your same prayer partners you have your community you already have that system it's like mm-hmm. when you go to your church and like you know what songs is going to touch your spirit you know mm-hmm. what the passion is going to say to make you shout mm-hmm. and like when we're in those comfortable settings you know we can't really trust god like we're supposed to but like literally stepping on our faith exactly a whole another country a whole mm-hmm. different language a whole another culture and he's like try me now that's and like exactly i think that's the beautiful thing about having a relationship with god is like that try me and like you know he already knows where he's gonna take you and mm-hmm. we don't know but it's beautiful the journey that you know exactly we're allowed to experience mm-hmm. you took the words right out of my mouth i said the exact same thing i feel like it, like you said, it's like a welcome uh, present. You know, what what can you survive through next? Like it's pretty much. <laughs> um, I I was kind of I would say I was angry at the fact that I felt like, you know, spiritually God led me to step out on faith and move here and then get hit with such devastation. Mm. Um, and I, I don't want to say I didn't lose everything because I kind of sold everything I owned before I moved here. But I did lose everything in terms of, well, I already transitioned my life here. I already, you know, did got you my lose license. it or were you supposed to let it go? We hold on to you a lot of what? things. Exactly. I think it was a lot of it was a lot of emotional attachments I did mm. I needed to let go of. Yeah. hmm And um just being here showed me I would I say I say this every day. Going through the hurricane, the hurricane wasn't the hard part. The aftermath was the hard part. And yeah. not just the living wise, it was also the emotional support wise. It's mm-hmm. like I realized how many people did reach out to see if I was okay and how many people didn't. Yeah. Well, not how many people, who yeah. didn't. Yeah. And it was like, well, these are certain people that I need to let go and let God, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and just like kind of revamp my i got chills because i'm like i Mm -hmm. I feel you i've been Mm -hmm. sis yeah revamp my um my uh my um connections who who i allow in my life who i consider friends and Mm. you know you wrote about that yes (laughs) who's who's actually supposed to be an associate or just a you know a co-worker or a confidant you know and then who's actually supposed to really be exactly your life and um and there's no no hard feelings towards anybody because i think it's just really what it just took situations like that to realize you need to let go of people things places mentalities just something you're going to let go yeah but like i think we we are so emotionally attacked attached you know we are so used to like our patterns and so this experience allows you to really find yourself to find who's really within living in puerto rico you've been able to tap a lot into your creative side yes with writing Mm -hmm. your hair your skincare (laughs) hello what's going on with that tell us about that so um i was actually vitamin d deficient in virginia when it's cold i I don't i don't want to speak for all black people but i don't go outside Mm -hmm. i just avoid cold weather altogether i don't i don't tolerate it and then also um like I said, dealing with 
the stress and everything that was going on with me in the states i just kind of secluded myself anyway so i didn't mm-hmm. get out as much yeah and um you know when you go to get your annual exam and everything and you get your you know see if your, your blood sugar levels and all that stuff and the doctor was like oh you know you, you need to take vitamin d pills it's on the lower end i'm like oh mm. how low and she was like oh the if, if four is a low you're on two i'm like oh I'm like, wow like wow like i was pale like i was like oh goodness and, and i'm brown skin y'all i'm brown skin <laughs> so that's that was a problem um, but I came here and there is no problem with sunshine. Right, exactly. There's no problem wanting to get out. I um, I'm happy that I joined a hiking group here. Okay. I was, joined, I was trying not trying to get because I'm an extrovert. I was trying to force myself to be an extrovert just so I can meet people. So I would like you know go to cafes, do you know just you know say hey be welcoming and then you know go to the beach of course. But the hiking trips really kind of got me out to see the beauty and the nature of Puerto Rico and meet other people who recently moved here and who still live here who were already living here. And I got plenty of sun, y'all. So I'm yeah. nice. Got my Caribbean tan. I'm yeah. nice and brown. Golden. And I still, I just use a coconut oil shea butter, to be honest. I make my own little body butter mix. I just use essential oils, shea butter, coconut, um, coconut oil, sometimes uh, cocoa butter. But that's just about it. Nothing else. Okay. I don't really use anything else. Yeah. yeah. She's like mm-hmm. simple. Like I started trying to do different facials, making my own different exfoliation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me do this. And like, we're surrounded by so much greatness, so many rich, you know, nutrients mm-hmm. that we can you know um, exactly mm-hmm. and so that's like a perfect fit and it's all about balance you right. know and i think that's important that you found that because yeah. and you have your different communities yeah and i think that's very beautiful in this journey because sometimes people get stuck because they're only associated with like one group or affiliated mm-hmm. with one thing but you know since we're outsiders mm-hmm. on the in island we're trying to connect you know you tapping into different groups yeah. that's allowing you to get exposure and also you know yeah grow and so you're in so many different groups. you have your book club that you started yeah. as well so, so yeah i um i um i was discussing with you earlier i um met up with some ladies who we actually met up through the i don't know if you if you all know the meetup.com where you can just meet people random places and do creative stuff uh-huh. um it was like a little club for women who want to do brunch um the girl who started it she moved back to the states and so it was just kind of just four of us that just kept showing up and so we were like we should just turn this to a book club mm-hmm. and i was like yeah like i've always wanted to be a part of one and so I just threw that idea out there. I made a WhatsApp group for it. I added the four ladies. It's actually three. It was three ladies and me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I just started telling other people about it. And then neck, one by one, girls were like, oh, add me. Oh, add me. Add me. And now we're at 27 yes. women. And this was in January, y'all. So this was literally like over the course of six months, mm-hmm. maybe like four people joined each month and then to where it is now baby so, steps yeah you know? and it's been very well and it's and, and i mean it's a great opportunity to meet women of different backgrounds different different lifestyles different um period stages in their lives you know mm-hmm. some of us some of them are like me young single no kids then there's um, mothers uh, single mothers then there's also wives um it's also then there's uh, mother and wives um we're all of different national uh, sorry different ethnicities um, not just Latin, not just the Boricuas, Latinas, and, and me, but there's also an Asian um, woman there. There's okay. also a, um, a a woman from India that joined the group that she lives here now. Um, it's a, a couple of Caucasian women, um, one from the states, one actually from Europe. You know, okay. it's just like a nice mixture. And then yeah. of course our brown skin ladies and our Latinas. So it's like it's a nice mixture. So we're all from different stages of life just bonding over books and food yeah which is how it should be you know when when you travel are you as open to meet random people as well as this only something you do in puerto rico well i think moving to puerto rico actually it's like once you step over once you accomplish one goal the the rest are like once you go over one um 
hurdle hurdle mm-hmm. the rest are simple and it's like once i moved here i'm like well if i can move to puerto rico i can go travel in a different country that's yeah. not a problem and um so it's it's never i jumped on a plane and went to dominican public by myself loved it um and then also it forced me to just speak spanish all day i don't know if you guys know but puerto ricans speak spanglish all day yeah. long <laughs> we'll switch back and forth from english to spanish and those there's, there's still words i don't really know yeah. in spanish this so. is not a great place to. i mean i had a base but i'm like Thing. if I didn't like there's people who can right, but right. like you have to really mm-hmm. push yourself because it gets hard and especially we were talking about as being black women and ble- being black people on the island mm-hmm. um, people automatically speak to us in English, English. and to me mm-hmm. it's really frustrating mm-hmm. you know because you're erasing the black people who live here and you're mm-hmm. not also allowing us the, ch- the chance right. to learn and try but mm-hmm. oh buddy all right I can speak English I'm like okay but I want to speak mm-hmm. Spanish too right well, now about Espanol también so yeah I literally yeah. I go back sometimes I just say stubborn and they'll just keep speaking English and I'll just keep in Spanish like we can play this game same with me <laughs> you kind of have to but yeah, yeah it's it's great because like you said literally going through one like once you leave your comfort zone just a little mm-hmm. bit it allows you to be a little just bit easier so much more, exactly so, so out of the places that you visited since you've been in Puerto Rico what's your favorite country oh my gosh I think I actually think Cuba was my favorite. Yeah. I would say because of their culture. It's like they're... It reminded me a lot of Puerto... I think a lot of these Spanish-speaking Caribbean islands in general are very similar. Similar in culture, of course. um, Colonization. Mm -hmm. Um, But Cuba really held onto its roots for me, in my opinion. A little bit more like people... We're still dancing in the sh- dancing in front of their apartments, just sitting outside, talking, playing. Like there's technology, mm-hmm. but no one's using it. Like, yeah. They have access to it. There's iPhones. There's, you know, they got they have it. But yeah. it's like everyone's still playing kickball outside. They're just dancing, talking, laughing. Um, you know, it, I feel like it's 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 kind of how the Caribbean would be in general if there wasn't any technology. Mm. I feel like it would be like it would be like Cuba. Okay. Um, and I love how they kept everything classic. And I, I think it's also restrictions for the country. But yeah. the whole classic look that they have, they just renovate everything from the inside. But everything on the outside is the classic still look. And it's still, it's like a nice atmosphere, you know. Yeah. Um, I did love that. And the people, I mean, everybody we encountered were friendly. Um, I mean, I, I was in Havana and then also a place called Vinales. So I hadn't okay. been on the whole island, of course. Yeah. But everyone we encountered um were friendly and believe it or not i was overwhelmed by how strong and how deep the african culture is in cuba yes there were about 80 percent of the people that i saw look straight up and down like african or african americans like dreads afros brown skin and i'm i'm like you confused about I the was looks. Like, and I felt I felt at home. I was like, oh my gosh, I, uh-huh. blend, I blend, blended on in and speaking yeah. Spanish. They just thought I, you know, they were like, oh, where are you from? I, they, they, they knew I wasn't Cuban, but they were yeah. like, oh, you did Dominican? I'm like, no, 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 I'm from the <laughs> states. Can you hear my accent? And like, oh, okay, I hear it now. Uh-huh. You know, so but it's my favorite. Yeah, um, they're welcoming. Um, the representation of Cubans in the states are like usually like the white ones, right? Exactly. So you think, but also remember, like with colonizations and the fact of like different classism, like. The ones who could afford it were the ones who could leave, obviously. So the ones who couldn't are us, like our black people, like, you know. And so that's why I feel like when I went, there were a lot of us there. But it's definitely an at-home feeling. They're definitely welcome. And I think that's the beauty about living Caribbean. Like, no matter where you go, like, I've never been to any country out here and it's not been love like i mm-hmm. still keep in touch with every person that i met and it's just like that's a blessing that's why i continue to listen to the music li- read the literature mm-hmm. write about it and it's just like that's right because you and you study you're studying maybe mm-hmm. you majored in caribbean literature right 
when I came into Puerto Rico, it was like I wanted to like perfect my Spanish. Like I could understand and speak it, but I went to air improve it because I started in Hispanic studies. Mm-hmm. So I did, my whole thing was going to be in Spanish and I kind of like almost failed out of it. And it was like either, you know, if I don't pass in school, I will still stay here because I need to still live by faith. I don't want to go back just because it's hard. Right. But in my one of my linguistics teachers told me about um, the English department. You know, I find myself once again not just being affiliated or tied to just one group. Right? I'm like, like intersectional in all of the fields. Right? And right, I can be able right. to talk to us. You know, I can talk mm-hmm. to them. I can find this other and still feel at home wherever I go. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So for your writing, like, what inspired you to become a Christian blogger? Well, I've always been, so I would say I've always been a writer. Like I've always written from the time I remember picking up a pencil. I've always loved writing. And um, it wasn't until I, um, you know, considered myself a Christian after college, Mm because that's when I first started actually going to church, taking it seriously. I wasn't raised a Christian. So I um, actually came to the faith on my own. Really? So you weren't in the church at all? What were you No, my my stepfather raised me and he was, he was, um, sorry. (laughs) He was African, but okay. he was a Muslim. Okay. Yeah. So um, that was our household. Okay. So it was just a combination of, I would say, the uh, Islamic principles, mm-hmm. but their own personal style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, my grandma was as well, so I mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. So um, just being in college, I just didn't really embrace any faith. Like my mother, she dipped that, dipped back and forth between Christianity and just whatever she was doing yeah. at the time. And so um, I think I, I ex- had, I think I believe I had a, a, an experience with God where how he revealed himself to me in a personal manner. Okay. And um, just in, in a period of my life where things weren't going right. And then I called out to him in a yeah. way and things started uh, switching over for the good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when I started to write. Um, I always, always wrote poetry. I always wrote, but I started to kind of focus more on inspirational things. So then okay. I started a blog. Okay. And then on WordPress, I was like, let me start writing inspirational things, blah, blah, blah. Um, when I went to Puerto Rico, I ended up, you know, still doing some freelance writing and um, just blogging. And then I encountered a, a Christian, an online Christian magazine um, that I just started reading. And then um, I noticed they were looking for writers. And I was like, oh, let me. You know why not yeah apply not? and um and the girl read my things and we spoke and she loved you know loved what i wrote and everything she loved to have my my story of how i came to christianity mm. and asked for me to write for them and um i've been this been about a year and a half so yeah. it's been a wonderful journey and i've gotten so much positive feedback for different articles that i've written like um a, a woman reached out to me I've never seen or heard of of course like i think she read a blog i wrote a year ago wow and she um saw the link to my to my personal blog and she emailed me on my personal blog and was like oh my gosh i just loved your article it, it inspired me and this is then the third and i'd love for you to write for me and mm-hmm. i um i wrote i helped write on her upcoming blog and so it was just it was Look more God. So, exactly i was like it's just to hear that you're helping somebody mm-hmm. with what you write you know like i just put my experiences on paper pray over it keep going amen so mm-hmm. that's so good i I re- wrote like a few months ago. It's like you know, if God gave you a gift, don't hide it, multiply it. Mm-hmm. You know, so Amen, I think girl. you know, yes. trying I to that. yeah, <laughs> you know. So I think that that you sharing that is allowing me to continue. Okay, maybe little by little. I think everything definitely happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you're here experiencing Yay. this. You know, and mm-hmm. growing closer to Him and growing into your gift, mm-hmm. um, and just can't wait to see what's going to come for you thank you so much i know you have a poem for us to share today i do um so one of my favorite poets is 
Maya Angelou. I know that she, it's cliche to say that, but I actually did love her before I knew about all of her work. <laughs> right, same. And, um, and uh, so I'm reading a poem by Maya Angelou called Woman Work. And it really resonated with me um, because it's, it's literally just kind of how women in general can kind of, kind of bond on okay. because we all experience somewhat the same things, no matter what our ethnicity is. Um, so this really hit home for me. So Woman Work. I've got the children to tend, the clothes to mend, the floor to mop, the food to shop, then the chicken to fry, the baby to dry, I got company to feed, the garden to weed, I've got shirts to press, the tops to dress, the cane to be cut, I gotta clean up this hut, then see about the sick, and the cotton to pick. Shine on me, sunshine, rain on me, rain, fall softly, dewdrops, and cool my brow again. Storm, blow me from here with your fiercest wind. Let me float across the sky till I can rest again. Fall gently, snowflakes, cover me with white, cold icy kisses, and let me rest tonight. Sun, rain, curving sky, mountains, oceans, leaf and stone, stars shine, moon glow. You are all that I can call my own. All the little activities that she's doing is like, listen, listen, listen. Like I said, Maya Angelou, she she always knows how to pour out her heart on paper, and she just she just knows how to just captivate you. It's like it can be something something so simple, but it resonates with you. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I yeah, like I said, you can always relate to it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ashley, how are you on your way? On my way, um, I would say that I am finally at a place. I can honestly say I'm finally at a place in my life where um, I am happy. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, like I said, I explained earlier, um, you know, to experience, to go through depression and anxiety disorder and things of that nature and just really, really know how unhappiness, um, being unhappy for a long period of time, I would say years, mm-hmm. um, we don't even know what you're unhappy about, that type of things where depression kind of creeps in and stays there. And, um, even moving here, I was still kind of dealing with some of those um, yeah, those past issues, and um, it wasn't until I started to like, literally, literally renew my mind, reset my mind, start to analyze things from a different perspective, mm. asking God, you know, what what did he, what what is it that I need to learn from this experience, and also like you know, ag- realizing the blessings that I do have. You know, I survived a hurricane. You know, yeah. I I um. Survive moving. Survive moving. Um, I went from uh, unemployment to a job that I love in yeah. in, my, in a field that I love in writing. Um, you know, it's just blessings it's just upon blessings. Blessings upon blessings, but it's also just faithfulness. Just little like sticking. Once you stick through the storm, you know, mm. you literally, literally in the eye of the storm. We were physically in mm-hmm. the eye of the storm, and also I would say emotionally. Um, and I can I've seen the light at, at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and um, it's been a work in progress. But you know, I just I really enjoy everything that I'm doing everything that I'm doing working and the book club and um, just traveling finding my found myself I would say found myself through doing those different things and now I see how God is working through me to help other people shout out to Puerto Rico (laughs) being this place you know for you to find yourself and we're grateful for all that you do mm-hmm. and we will continue to watch you grow and connect with you thank you so, so much so thank you just so much for sharing your story where can our people connect with you your blog your social your handle shout them out yeah so um my social uh instagram i'm at uh ashley underscore underscore amore um and then on there you'll see my blog um it's thebudgetbible.com and then also, um, I still write for the Christian magazine. It's a um, Christian-based um, 
woman fashion and lifestyle magazine and it's christian in vogue and that's e-n-v-o-g-u-e dot com and um yeah that's just about it <laughs> send in love send her love her way y'all she's super dope and read her stuff and get jesus in your life because we all need him <laughs> <laughs> amen this is he says way y'all be blessed <laughs>